Lakers inbound, and that's it. Yeah, know his name. There's a new NBA champion. Hey, Lakers, the team from Toronto, Canada. Woo! We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019. We the North. Champions! <laughs> Champions! I've got a housewarming gift for Kawhi. He's staying. We are the champions, my friend. <laughs> Holy. I'm, I'm sorry? Oh, Holy here we go. fucking Whoa. shit. Here we go. Pardon my French. Hi, I'm Phil Marion, and this is Raps Rant, hosted by myself and Blair Johnson. The show is all things Raptors in the NBA. We cover current stats, news, and feature exciting guest speakers. But we're going to cover Game 6, recapping the NBA final champion, Toronto Raptors. That's the sound of an arena, even on the road, after you win a championship. Holy... Cannoli, Phil. <laughs> it, uh, I don't even know where to start. I mean, we can start with my Facebook post about the Raptors not being good enough to get out of the second round. That's I, for sure. I seconded you on that. I never, I've never in my life been more happy to be wrong. That's the best part about being Let's a start pessimist. with this. Let's start with this. Kyle Lowry. I love you. Legend. Statue. Hall of Fame. Greatest Raptor of all time other than maybe Kawhi Leonard. Maybe one of the greatest players of all time. I think he's probably top three players of all time right now in my book. Wilt Chamberlain, I'll, move I'll, aside. I'll, I'll, I'll put him there. It's fine. I know. It's like, fine. Michael Jordan, well, maybe. Everybody, Kyle Lowry's right there. Every single person. Fred Van Vliet. You were unplayable <laughs> for a long period of time. Okay. I just want everyone to listen if it's your first time. Obviously, I'm joking about the Kyle Lowry thing, but he is a legend. That's un, unquestionable. He's a oh, legend. Oh, no. He's cemented himself now. I he's never, a legend. I already forgave. Like, I, I, I had my forgiveness. Um, we did have a forgiveness. We both had, there was no negativity in this no, round. No, no, I was not zero. negative. Not there was no negativity. Zero. zero. I said it. I stuck by. I said, making the finals to me was good enough, and it, and my hatred and my anger, it subsided. And now I'm never going to be angry at sports again. You guys can all write it down. You can take it. This is but this is the last podcast I'm ever doing. I quit sports because we just won, <laughs> and I want to go out on a high note. I know. I, I agree. I literally just took up sewing yesterday. I'm really angry at sewing now, unfortunately, but. <laughs> I mean, this is so surreal. It's almost impossible. Nobody, nobody. The only people that saw this coming were people that don't understand sports. That don't. That don't. It wasn't just. It's, we're talking about people. If you went and asked Magic Johnson, if you went and asked um, Michael Jordan, if you went and asked Phil Jackson, do the Raptors have a chance of winning the championship after they lost Game One to Orlando or in the regular? No, they don't. Of course they don't. They're a good During team. During the Philly series, people definitely were skeptics. I mean, there's and reason to believe that because they hadn't developed that that really team chemistry that was – the iso ball was gone. It, it just, was gone forever. It just it literally from that point, uh, uh, you know, when you saw it start in Milwaukee game one, even though they lost the game. The reason he lost it, like the shooting was horrific. But, the, the but they stuck off. with it. They yeah, yeah but exactly. They stuck, but then they just – like it just everything was just beautiful basketball. It was great to watch. Sorry, guys. I'm. Uh, we don't. You don't know when we film this. I'm just cracking my celebratory drink right here. I've got a ginger ale. Phil's got ginger ale, of course, as usual. Let me just just sec, guys. This is the the taste of <laughs> sweet victory. <laughs> I'm not joking. You. I'm a different. I know we're a few days late, guys, but it's okay. Listen, hey, I'm little... I'm not joking you right now. I promise you on my life. This is the weirdest thing. People were so, I mean, I got so many messages about like in your face and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, what do you mean in my face? I'm I, I'm happy. My anger I'm came happy. from love. It didn't come from because I hate the Raptors. Pat Harris said it perfectly. He sent the the wild thing um, from major leagues when the guy just rips on the wild thing. And then when the wild thing really comes back, he's the happiest guy there. I'm actually a different human being now. Not a joke. I, I don't care about winning anymore. I went. Wow. I just wanted one time. I've it. dedicated my life to sports. There's nothing in in the world that I've done more than spend time watching watching, these watching teams. sports, looking at box scores, talking about it. it I, I was at the very first Raptors game. Exactly. I've been a. I have been dedicated to the Raptors from day one. I've been obsessed with them. 
I list, used to listen to the games on the radio during those first few seasons. People remember that. Paul Jones, I forget who the second guy was on there, but we didn't even have all the games televised when the Raptors first started playing. So I'd literally be in my room Absolutely. back in Oakville yep. listening to yep. you know, games against the Clippers. On the radio. Yeah, on the radio. I do the same Marcus thing. Marcus Camby and all this. I couldn't uh, miss a game. I'd, I'd, miss. Do, I'd be on the radio too. I'd, be, I'd have the little mini basket in yep. my bedroom just shooting baskets on it. Oliver Miller and... No, the I mean... Go. The the thing is is like it it's you know we were when we were kids we were lucky to have just been born into the Jays winning like it well, was I, just I, like I can't I was lucky I mean I moved to Canada in 1989 in the summer and just fell in love with baseball but they were just immediate winners they, uh, so they they were winners gone and through then, pain and then the and the and the NFL you know my dad was a Cowboys fan but. I was just lucky that when I the first year that I was really in love with sports was 1992, and the Jays happened to win, and the Cowboys won, and then the Cowboys won again the next year, and then the Cowboys won in '95, and the Jays won in '92, and the Jays won in '93, and you're a little kid and you just think, and when you're watching, winning's your kid, amazing, win, and winning's just like, of course it's in, it's an, it's just like a, there's no 30 at two other teams where people are like really sad and they're losing. You just go, oh my team wins, and then for 20, for since 1995 20, is well, my last one because the Cowboys, yeah. Since 1995, I haven't seen a single victory in anything other than Tiger Woods. He's the only thing that's gotten me through. But it's, again, what we talked about, the beauty of basketball. First of all, the beautifulness of what just happened is the NFL is like it's four weeks of playoffs. And everyone's so scattered. So you cheer by yourself in a dark room. and You hope to find another Giants fan or whatever. And I hope to find another Cowboys fan. But I don't really watch with other Cowboys fans. This was an entire city. This was so fun. Week after week after week. It was great. After amazing game after amazing game. And it's like literally what we said. It started in April. We'll just say it was over two, it was two months. <laughs> and it, just, it was amazing to see across the country. You know, you had, I mean, in, in, in Saskatchewan, you had the Rough Rider Stadium. Literally, it was, was full watching the game. Like, it, it was just really special. My aunt is in Penticton watching. And I don't know where that is. Is that someplace in California? <laughs> <laughs> and she's literally it's British Columbia, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was her second game. Like she just she put it on right because it was a special moment across the country. She's not a basketball fan, so everybody came out. Everybody watched. It was really special. We went. We we joined the mayhem after. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We were it there was at, very the cool. at the bus. It was a little. I yeah. did realize once we, got, once we got to the Eaton Center area and we're seeing people on buses, and I get caught in that vortex of, of human of people just everywhere. Um, you know, he couldn't move I'm, in my mind. Like, I'm too old for this shit. What am I doing here? Yeah. Uh, and then the guy beside me is like, they didn't advertise this on TV. This is miserable. He couldn't move. It looked move. way more he fun was, on TV. He was literally, he was panicking to get out of there. Uh, it was, but it, that was my brief moment there. It was fun to see it. It's crazy. It was crazy. Everyone everywhere was just high-fiving, just a special moment. It was. It's it was really great. neat. Again, it's something that only sports can do that. Yes. It's, there's nothing in, no concerts doing that, no... There's nothing that does that. What we it's just saw—it's really amazing. When you there, think there, about there, it. there was, is. There's nothing. There was no violence. I mean, there was a couple of car smash, but no one mad at each other. It was no, just well, pure. We were going around. It's it's fine. Like, I, but that's the neat I, thing, right? And the one thing walking around, I didn't fear anything. I didn't feel like oh. The same people that tomorrow night at a club will be like, "Yo, you looking at my girl?" And like push it. No, no. But seriously, <laughs> no, no. But that's the neat thing no, about yeah. sports is when you realize. At our, our most basic level, when we all get on the same page for something, it's a really special thing, and that's a that's that's what makes sports so really really neat. Now, the sad part about sports is that it can it literally is ruined. You know, like you get depressed from it. It it, it can be a really that's what you know. Some people don't take it seriously, and, and that's fine. I'm well, not I'm not, yeah, I'm not exactly. judging you. I actually I, I, I wish it. I was like you sometimes because I just but the people that are see how much time I put into it. But then, but the people that are and I said after game five, I literally said. And I, w I was half joking, but I was also half not joking. I was embarrassed by my my emotional strength as a as a 34 year old man being like, hey, like after game four, uh, game five, I was like, I'm broken as a human being, and this shouldn't affect me this much. But you know what? It made it. It also makes it sweeter. When, like the win is sweeter. Oh, of course, it's it's, it's when you uh, care that much, you know. And 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 we wanted to be around, you know. In in fairness, you know, I love what the the fans did, and they came out, and they're all in Dundas Square and all that kind of stuff. But after Game Five, when I was walking home, everyone had smiles on their faces, and I was looking around. I go, "You do not love the Raptors like I love the Raptors." No, I I I couldn't. It was I couldn't sleep. 
And there wasn't, there was, there were some of us, but again, you're walking around the city, there's a million people going, ah. I'm like, do you guys not understand like how stressful that was and how awful I feel? We just lost by one point. Yeah. And if, if that had come back to haunt us, I, I, you and I both said it. I would never watch sports again. I would have given up on sports. Well, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm done with sports now because we've got the championship. So win or lose, well, I was no, out. Oh, no, we're, lose, Pel- I was we're out. Pelican fans. We're Pelican fans, for 100%. Well, I, I just like, I'm going to be an NBA fan now. I don't have to be angry. If the if the Raptors no. came out and threw a straight dud next year, Kawhi leaves or whatever, I'm going to be like, nah, whatever. The first words that came out of my mouth. I know people are literally going to press record on this right now and then watch us next year and throw it back no they won't i'm not like i'm telling you I, I'm, I'm not it's not a well, fake like oh this will wait 12 months maybe wait three years or four years or something like that but i have i just no, i really don't is, care there's no reason i'm a whole different be, person yeah, exactly and so the first words that came out of my mouth it wasn't like oh my god we're champions i said Kawhi, you can go home yeah. that's what that's the first thing i said i said Kawhi, you can go do oh, whatever you, go, you want if now. he wants to leave Thank you. Uh, I will stand and applaud when you return. Kyle Lowry said the same thing in their first in, in, in the interview after the game. He said, "What do you now? You've got, he's got a decision to make. He goes, whatever decision he makes, I'm going to give him a big hug and tell him like I love you, of bro. Of course. Like and and now I'm going to do the same thing. There's no I'm going to I'm a Kawhi Leonard fan. I will cheer for the, whatever team he goes to, even if he went to you and I. You and I earlier in the podcast. In well, if he went to Philly, I couldn't. That's the only one. Fair enough. But you and I earlier <laughs> in the year we said we don't give a shit about Kawhi Leonard. I didn't mean that. That's not what I meant in the regard. I said. What I meant by that was, we weren't he's attached here to him do, yet. Yeah, he he's was here, here to do a job. At that point, you felt he was here to do a job. It, like he, he was just going through the motions. I'm going to respect my contract. I'm going to respect these things. We didn't know of the things that he'd already done. We didn't know that as soon as the trade happened, that he texted Kyle Lowry right away saying, "That was pretty cool." Hey, I know you're upset. Your best friend's gone, but we have a chance to do something special. Let's do it together. Well, and so and, we didn't. I didn't know that. So like going through the year, load management. Seems a little uninterested, but he's amazing. So I was like, great, we're, we're in a good position. He kept telling us, just wait for the playoffs. Just wait for the playoffs. And yeah. we saw. Oh, my God. And, and so you're right. And, and, you know, one of the things when we were saying that was we didn't, we didn't have all these amazing moments that he gave us in the playoffs. Not just the four bouncer. We're talking about no, game the other ones after were... game. And that's what I wanted to come back to. The thing about football. Oh, let's do. Okay, sorry. The thing, though, the thing about football is, like, you have – you know, if you if you get a first round bye like a Patriots fan does every year because they play against the Bills and oh, fuck, don't get me started on that. We they won't. play three playoff games, right? Yeah. You get twelve quarters of opportunities to build memories. The amount of memories we built from four quarters of incredible plays. I, I mean, I can just we were asking, I asked you, I said, What are your favorite plays in the playoffs? And then I'm looking back and I'm going, like, how can I even pick them? There's no, just, this one's hard because there's so many. And you can pick out little ones. There's even the moment. Exactly. There's even the moment game four in Philly when Marcus Gasol hit that three to tie the game in the fourth. Like that was that was enormous. That was There's enormous. First quarter plays like when Lowry right. came out in game six in the first quarter and just the went first off. quarter went off. How important that is. Eleven straight points. There, there's just so many moments, so and, and that's where that's where we didn't love. They didn't have the love for for Leonard yet, and then those moments came, and and it's like, and what I said to you again after we won was. I have all these amazing moments for the Jays, like, you know, the, the bat flip amazing moment, Encarnacion amazing moment, the, G, the Leafs having amazing moments where they won, especially the further back you go because you don't have as much pain yes. from it. This memory to me, from a, what, what makes winning There's a championship so special, though, is those years where it was like Sundin scored top corner in overtime, and you go, except in game six against Carolina, the puck came around the boards, hit the stanchion, cut kicks out front, they lose. There's a negative feeling to the Everything, end of nothing, it. Yep. This has no negativity. I don't remember one bad moment in the series now because it ended with it, pure with positivity. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna re- now I, I, you're not gonna remember Danny Green almost throwing away the Raptors championship. Well in the J in the in the Jays, like not the bat flip year, but the year after that, the year the, or in the bat flip year. The yeah. thing I remember is Ben Revere get the puck, the ball getting thrown over yeah. his head and called for and a strike us, too. But also, also having first and third with nobody out, or I think it was one out, and we couldn't score a run. We had third runner at third base with zero outs, and we couldn't score a run. Couldn't score. And and that's what my last memory is. Whereas this is just pure, pure positivity and happiness. All right, let's talk about let's talk about our top moments through the playoffs quickly. All right, let's cue it up. And Let me oh, just but this also too. Actually, one other thing too. Do, what, 
we'll get to that, and then we're gonna go over the game. Yeah, of course. And then uh, and and that's that. We'll probably leave it at that and just go through. But it's the top moments. But one thing to say about how special Fred Van Vliet was, and he oh actually he should have gotten more consideration for MVP in that finals. He got one vote. Fred Van Vliet wound up covering Steph Curry more than any other player throughout the playoffs, six games. And over 198 total possessions, he held him to 14 of 42, 33% shooting from the floor and 7 of 25 from three, which is 28%. That's historic. That is one, that is one main reason why you win, because Clay Thompson was shooting 57% from three. Which probably has got to be the highest of all time. All time. In the final, yeah. And imagine Steph was shooting 40%. Yeah, the series is tight. It's going to seven games. You don't know. What, I don't know. Maybe it's flipped. Maybe I, said, I was laughing because I was like, I didn't even know Fred Van Vliet knew how to play defense. He's not known as a defender. Not known as a defender, for sure. And that was something that was a huge the other, differentiator. The other special thing, which for just from the playoffs, which I found just absolutely unbelievable, was well, also too, Marcus Gasol, he and his brother, the only brothers to win an NBA title, which I found kind of cool. Most points by a duo in a single postseason. Number one is James and Wade. At twelve hundred and twenty-two points, number two is Leonard and Siakam, at and Siakam 1, was up and 000, down. One thousand one hundred eighty-seven points ahead of Jordan and Pippen. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Ahead of Elijah Wan and Drexler, ahead of O'Neal and Bryant. That is. Yeah, I don't know how many times unreal. they went. to... I mean, we only took six games, so it wasn't like we went to the full seven. So that's got to. We be had one seven-game series. So some of them, like uh, I mean, we had two, I, a lot se- of uh, two. Yeah, one seven-game series. I know one. Like so, I guarantee all of those ones. Were years where they had a lot of games. You can't if you have. Well, what I mean, we saw. I mean, and we saw in ga- we we won Game Five handily if Siakam can hit a single open three because he missed everything. Sure. But we, what we saw was Siakam's full potential in Game Six. I mean, he was spectacular. He that that the the, la- the final coffin, the nail in the coffin was a step through on Green where Green reached and he teached, as uh, Jordan would say. He, that was the that was the final play of the game that really won yes. it. Is is Green thought he's like I'm mean, he's going to go wide here and try and take it? And Siakam was like, my game is so well rounded, I can do whatever I want. And he picked the ball up. He did a nice little floater in the lane. Bob's your uncle, NBA champions, right there. Well, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's just, and it wasn't it wasn't Kawhi in the game that had to step up. And there was a lot of games in the series that it was just it was the team effort that came through. And we can talk. I don't want to blemish at all on this podcast with an asterisk but we can we can just let's right off the bat just say just discuss it yeah. well let's just right off the bat say this i don't want to give it any more time than it's a, everyone knows the kevin durant fine let's take him out of the game the clay thompson they're up three they're up three points when he went out he sunk the two free throws are five points so that, that that's irrelevant neither here nor there on the game and Col- he was shooting like 80 percent so yeah, he was he, he had the highest three-point percentage in the history of the final nba finals he was shooting over se- almost 70 percent from from three-point range Yes. Okay. Okay. Kawhi Leonard was not even half a human being. He he his we knew he was hurt, and he finally said, "If you saw him coming for his thing with with Leonard, and he said, "Yo, big big why? What's what's going on?" And uh, Leonard came in and said, "Well, I can, I'm hobbling around now that I don't have to play any more games." And he came out after the finals, and he in his interview he said, "My knee is really 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 injured," and we could see we just walked. It was funny because I didn't remember Kawhi. You know, you watch every game. It's like when you don't know you're getting taller when you're a kid. We just watched um, back on the Milwaukee series. The explosiveness oh. was was significantly different than it was. He couldn't get up in the in the. You know, he had to rely on his physicality and 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 being really slow and methodical against Golden State. But the explosive go everyone go back. I know we well, have this actually, amazing. If you go, if you go back, it's really game five. It's game five. Game five and six. He was still. Hurt in that Milwaukee series, but he had explosiveness he had to, though. Yeah, still. But we were talking about how injured he was. So he got even worse as yeah. he went on. Oh, of course yeah. he did. He was he 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 didn't he threw, he. I don't even know. I don't I don't remember more than a couple of dunks in the series in the finals. I don't remember. No. I mean, we're talking about when he threw down for the facial. Yeah. On the Greek freak, and I mean, he had your. We're going to come up right now, but your favorite play. Your favorite plays of the playoffs potentially so I, were spectacular oh, explosiveness. I'm gonna. I mean, obviously, the shot in Game Seven is is that's the ama- obvious. It's amazing from the standpoint. Just hating Philly so much it was amazing. And now, from that point, my anger was gone. Like even the Milwaukee series, I was very even keel because that was just so special, as I've mentioned before. 
my two favorite moments in the playoffs now are game five in Milwaukee. How just Van Vliet and, and Kawhi were just ridiculous. But my favorite part of that was the back-to-back threes in the fourth by Kawhi. It was when he really got the switch on having Lopez guard him. That moment, you just knew how big of a suit. It was just like, we're, we're going to win the series. Let's relive it. To take Lopez off the dribble, he has an advantage. Here's Leonard for three. Yes. Oh. Speaking of first one. That's the first. This is what you want. Yeah. And now you have Mark wide open at the top as well. It's a step back. Yes, again. Oh, it's just incredible. I did. I was at the bar I was at watching that just exploded. I went nuts. It was amazing. It was such a great thing to see because of those, you know, championship teams win on the road. And to watch that game five and see them do that, I, in my mind, I was like, we're going to win. We're going to win this and go to the NBA finals because of those two shots. My next favorite moment when I believed we're winning the NBA championship was that game four in Golden State when we had the most horrific first half. And to start the third quarter, Kawhi just hits back-to-back threes. We go up, and I, I was like, we're, we're going to win. If you guys don't remember watching that Milwaukee, those back-to-back threes, go and do it. There's five minutes left in the fourth, uh, just over five minutes left in the fourth. And he, the explosiveness, he does a, he does a step back. He literally pulls away by it. He, ju- he does like a jump back five feet. Actually, here's a really cool, here's the next play too, Phil. This is a pretty cool one, just to remember. Yes. I don't know if you could hear that. I kind of cut it in. But, Reggie, but Reggie Miller. Miller. Yeah. Well, he also, you know, he also predicted the one in uh, Game Three. That's when Freddie was still terrible, right? In Game Game Four onwards in Milwaukee, it was it was amazing. But Game Three, he was still terrible from the field. Lowry had filed out, and literally on the play, it was it was. I, I don't know if it was the overtime. It might have been the just close to the end of the uh, end of the game, but he just goes. You know, Van Vliet's do watch out for him, and he just bang hits three. So yeah, so on that play, I kind of got cut off, but but Leonard starts with the top of the right hand side of the three point line, and he starts driving in, and and uh, Reggie just says Gasol's gonna have to hit a three, and he's nowhere near the play. There's no reason to say it. Leonard scoops around, throws a beautiful pass out for three, and he hits it. I mean, it was just again everything was that was a special game. It was it was just really cool how Van Vliet was such a big part of that. Okay, yes. so that's your favorite part. And again, I think those are that's a that game five to me, game five of Mil, the Milwaukee series um, was a really special game to me. And then game four of the finals was a really really special game to me because it was where where I started where I finally truly believed how great the Raptors were. And I just remember I kept in the fourth quarter the ball just kept moving. It just yeah. kept moving. Yeah. It just kept moving, and I just kept. Every time they scored, I looked around to everyone at the bar and I said, we're just better than them. Yes. And it was like the first time I was like, wow, I really believe this. And this was my favorite play. And again, it's a little bit hard to listen to, um, but here it is. Leonard double finds Ibaka. Ibaka to Lowry. Back to Ibaka, but a slam. Great extra look from Kyle Lowry. Luke State. And that for and me, they, was, I don't even think they had a dribble there. It was just like a was couple no dribble. dribbles. It just passed. It was great. And and for me, that was when I realized it was like these guys cannot adjust to what we're doing. And there was just an elation to that moment. We were up. It put us up by it was a it was ninety one seventy nine, and that was to me was the end of the Warriors because and it was because I was like ninety one seventy nine. We're not ahead enough. No, because the Warriors can erase a deficit, We're not no ha- problem. But, but they couldn't against us. No, we couldn't. And especially because it wasn't just defensively how great we are. It was offensively that we came down the floor, and they had no answer to what we were doing. The ball just kept moving. And to me, that that play right there was where I stood up and said, it was the first time because game four to me was when we won the championship. And I know we were like, no, no, we can't. You know, Everyone's taking, you know, taking the foot off the gas. We feel like we've won. It was my first breath I had in the whole playoffs. The next two games were horrible. Oh, they were... Tr- yeah. When we stress. won, I, I was more happy stress. in game four to winning. Game yeah. six was more just like, it really, oh, thank God. Relief, yeah. And so that to me was the most special moment. And it was just such an amazing play 
yes to watch both of the Raptors being like it was the, to me it was like the pass back with the the defense defensively they were like we don't know what to do here and they just scattered and Lowry was like yeah checkmate yeah <laughs> that's what it was it was checkmate and from there on again they played well the lot next couple of games although I'll just we say should have won about, let's say about the Warriors they are how impressive like they uh, never give up they weren't making any excuses for people getting injured they they nope. they expected to win. At no, point did, pure class. At, at no point did they ever say anything about someone being out because they just believe we, we're good enough to win and we're going to compete and you got to still beat us. Pure. So, great, great organization. The only blemish is putting KD back in, like, human sacrifice. But that's yeah. the only thing. But otherwise, just, uh, just amazing commentary after, uh, comments from everybody afterwards. Steph Curry was just a great guy. Um. Okay, so where where do you want to go from here? Do you want to go through the game? Yeah, let's go for the game. Uh, so before the game, my brother pull the stats up my, here. Yeah, my brother-in-law in Florida, avid basketball fan as well. He's from he's from uh, New Jersey, and he's a Knicks fan. But in any event, he was rooting for us. It's pretty cool going to NBA.com, and they just have the one score in there for the next like six months. Yes, exactly. it just stays. That's uh, great. Right at the top. Uh, he's been he's been constantly asking me your thoughts on like, who do you think is going to have to be important in these games. So he's mentioned, he's like, I've been saying, Phil, you've been bang on with a lot of the things that in terms of what you, who you think needs to step up the next game. And, you know, before the game started, I said, the two people that I think are going to step up or need to are Siakam and Lowry. Because I knew Lowry was going to have a good game. I was like, there's no doubt. He's a road Road, warrior. Road warrior. He is a road warrior. He missed that open three, two in game five. You know, he was like, I'm not letting this be. No, exactly. No, exactly. And you knew he was coming out. Like, he's going to come out aggressive. Whether or not he makes, like, it's just amazing that he made 11 straight points to start the game. But for that was just, that was just amazing. Um, But I knew he was going to be aggressive. Whether he hits all those shots or not, he's going to drive the lane, put pressure on, on on the Warriors to stop him. So I knew that Siakam was just—I just felt like, uh, you know, the, the Raptors' balance and depth showed. The Philly series—you were worried about it because the bench was terrible, uh, but then it opened up in Milwaukee, and then it got even stronger in the finals in terms of our depth and not having to rely on Kawhi averaging forty points a game. So, uh, you know, any given night, you were seeing kind of a pattern of which two would step up together, and, and Kyle's typically played pretty well with Siakam. So I, I just—I figured it was Siakam's time. It's yeah, like it's like when you when you I mean obviously fair, but it's like when you criticize a team like the Leafs uh, again, whatever the Leafs suck, but <laughs> you lose to Boston in the first round. It's like Philly pro- ultimately ended up looking maybe like the best team for certainly that we played against. Again, it's, it's, a it's, a mat- it's a matchup thing as well, and things are and and really you come to a point where you you're we, we said it with the Philly series. The Raptors' biggest strength in this is their depth because Philly doesn't have it. They're starting five is arguably better than our starting five. So if you just put those two together, who's going to win the series? It's going to be a crapshoot. Yeah. So the bench just started to step up in later game in, in the Milwaukee series. I have one negative thing to say. Okay. Kawhi Leonard, 22 points. Pascal Siakam, 26. Marcus all three. That's not my negative. Danny Green, zero. <clears throat> Danny Green didn't even attempt a shot. I, at one point, I thought he was trying to to you know blow it because you'd have shots you would have typically taken and he's opting to pass was he afraid well, maybe, then, maybe i might come back to the danny green okay because i said i had one negative <laughs> kyle lowry 26 points fred van vliet 22 serge Ibaka 15 i love you serge buddy you're you're a champion those offensive you're rebounds an absolute so clutch. beast marcus soul had nine rebounds four assists i love him too yeah we don't win without him and i'm so he changed i'm he, so he changed impressed the core he changed the offensive structure of the team. And you, Phil, we took Marcus all. Listen, I am so proud of Marcus all. And I don't, this is coaching, and it's also him, just how great of a player he is. He doesn't belong curling this guy as an athlete. <laughs> He's the world's worst athlete. I've ne- he can't dunk. He, he can barely, barely dunk. dunk. He's an atrocious athlete, yet he still can is not just relevant but important in a league that's dominated by guys that play five feet outside the three-point line, and he is still an incredible basketball player. Yeah. That, to me, is is just makes him special. Now, Ibaka's, Ibaka's an athletic guy, so I get why he can still play, but Marcus Gasol doesn't belong literally. I mean, if he came and played 
you know, in in our like local YMCA league, I, if I walked in and watched him, I'd be like, oh, I want to play against this team. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but but that's what that's Just so watching special. Warm up, barely dunk. Yeah. Danny Green to me was the most disappointing piece of garbage, and I'm so upset at him. And I'm only so upset at him because Steph Curry should have made a three pointer. It was wide open. I, that's what I terrifying. I I actually said when the, he threw it away. I, w- I went around the bar being like, get ready, Toronto, get ready. Get ready for disappointment. This is coming. Most, so it to us. most things are forgiven in the sense that like, okay, you sucked. You're, a, you're an actual piece of garbage in the playoffs. You sucked. And you literally took the ball. You're one of our best free throw shooters. When the game can be iced, you're over essentially, half court. you're over half court and you do that play. It's, Phil, it's my last one of the year. It's completely unacceptable. <laughs> It's unexcusable, and it's an absolute joke. Yeah, exactly. It's an absolute joke. It's my last rant of the year. It's my only negativity. I love everyone on this team. I'm really, I'm really pissed at Danny Green, and I don't want him back. He literally tried to single handedly give the season away. I think he played himself out of coming back here. He shot 32 percent from three during the playoffs, and I'm surprised it's even that high. No, the the only reason is because he had a few games where he. He would have redeemed himself. I mean, game three, game three was what six of ten from three. And I guess I'm not going to be on his podcast now. Well, good thing our podcast is better than his. Woo, woo, and be fighting words. There's a championship, and you know he's a two time NBA champion. I will, now, I, I will disagree with you a little bit. Oh God, Phil, don't do this. No, the only reason is that there's a reason that I, I I'm not a proponent that I think plus minus is the be all and end all because I I think it's not. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to look at that as the best stat metric, then all the best NBA players are not even close. You know, but, he, sorry to interrupt, but you yeah. know he actually shot 36 percent last year from the whole season from three. I didn't realize that because he was so good this year. He was a crappy three point. Per- the last no, if you ask if you ask San Antonio fans, they they complained about Danny Green the last two years. He's 36th last year, 37 the year before that. 33 the yeah, year. So he's, I didn't no, know that. He, he's been struggling. He's actually, he's been struggling. So I guess I overestimated him. No, but the, he is good defensively. He has his moments. He He's had, he had some good moments in this playoffs. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be too devastated with Danny Green. And that's the reason why is that he, he had an incredible plus minus all the time through most games. If he wasn't shooting, he was doing something, but that, that game was just weird. Because he wouldn't even attempt a three, and there's a couple times where I was like, "Why didn't you not even attempt it?" I mean, you're not even you're you're now making me mad at you for not attempting shots. Oh, but Blair, they won. You just give it. Easy. No, no, no. He deserves unforgivable. He that that there. That's what I was gonna say. Leading up to that point, if you miss a shot, that's fine. That's fine. You take them when they're there. Because you know what the difference is, Phil. I can't make a shot, so I can I can't judge that. But I can hold the basketball. For a couple of seconds without I, throwing it out of bounds. What were you thinking? Yeah, that's you don't have a five count. This isn't college basketball. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to positivity okay. here. What do you think? Why don't we do this? Why don't, okay, so um, I don't know if you want to go through the game, or I almost kind of just want to go through, like, why don't we just start listing off, like, off the top of our heads the best moments of the game, or our well, favorite game. Okay, so the start the game was just incredible to see Lowry do that. I've never, I've seen Lowry get hot. It was obviously the last time he was that scorching was against Milwaukee game one. Uh, it was just, you know how important that was? The one thing I was dreading. And Siakam like, was the exact yeah, same. And you, you go through, you go through the, the, you know, playing the Golden State Warriors, we just lost a game five. They're pumped to be back game six. The last thing you want is to be like down 10 early. And he erased that. And he put the crowd at ease. That was huge. Yeah. Now we weren't, we weren't, we weren't, I mean, we were up, uh, we were up 10 we were, or something. We were up like, like 10 or 11. And you and I were talking when. But we never know, really got up. They came right back. We were like, how is this like, game? How are they only up four? Yeah. Well, it's because Clay Thompson was, I think, four for four. He was just yeah. as hot. He was combining to be Lowry and Siakam yeah. combined. But so, but in any event, after that first quarter, being up one, our thought was one: just win quarters. Yeah, that's Which, what we kept going like, at. And what was your set? So Golden we won State, the first, Golden we won State, the second. Golden State has only won four quarters in the entire series. Yeah, that was it. Four quarters won, two were even, and the Raptors won the rest. Yeah. That's a big deal. And they won the third. And so I think they so won we five, were happy with them. But I, I texted a bunch of people when we were watching the game saying, I couldn't have asked for a better start. 
you don't want to be down and fighting the whole. You set a pre, you set a precedent that we're here. We just weathered that potential storm of the first quarter with a emotionally charged crowd. Last game at the Oracle, Oracle, no matter what. Let's do this for KD. Let's go out there and bring this back to Game Seven. And you were up one after quarter one. Good for you, Raptors. Great, great poise. Great way to start. Oh, they, they, oh, they played. They played fearless basketball. And I guess okay, they, not to be negative, but the only thing is like we, you know, we're we're Toronto fans, so we're always going to say, oh, blah blah blah. The the refs suck, and and we, you know, we would, and there was multiple refs, refs were atrocious. There was multiple games where we where we were like the refs suck, and then you know you. People would come it, back it, and say, "Oh, the Raptors end up with more less fouls than the other team, or more free throws." I'm like, "That's not the that's not the point." Then should have been way more. No, there, I, I will say, a lot of the games they did almost even out. Like I said, so a lot of people complain about the Gasol no call, but then the next thing is a really light, uh, for sure, screen call. It's I'm like not they worried, gave I wasn't worried so about that one. Yeah, game six was blatant that it was like we're going. Well, and and, and listen, we we if you look at the three point attempts throughout the series, they're relatively close. Well, he shot a lot of threes. When Nick, I didn't know the stat, but when Nick Nurse came out and said it's when we when Freddie finally got fouled on that three point, which was a pretty puffy foul, it was pretty bad. They gave him twelve nothing before that. It was on three point attempts with a foul called. With a foul called, and when we kept saying, we said when you when you're not allowed to win because Golden State wasn't allowed to miss from the most critical part on the floor. When you can shoot threes, when you when you're putting guys on the line, you're putting Curry and St- and and Thompson on the line. Shoot ninety five percent. It's like what are you? It's like ninety nine percent. You're giving them points, and you're talking about and late whistles to after the call after the ball's missed, then you're calling it. When we looked at each other and we said, "Listen, if we lose the series now, you, when you're not allowed to win the series, how can you be that upset about it?" We were not allowed to win that game. We had to, we really had, if you want a, a game where you'd have to outscore the Warriors by 15 to win by three, that, that's the type of game it was. And when, when Clay Thompson got hurt, I was not happy that Clay Thompson got no, hurt because, because Clay, Clay Thompson's, well, it's just, it's no, just no player, no player you're happy about. Um, it just, he, I, as much as I hated watching play against us, he's a. I love watching play basketball. It's well, also I didn't want more guys going down, so there's more mm. asterisk. Like yeah. I don't want any of that crap. But w- the first thing, I it, w- it wasn't a dirty play. It was a hard no, play. No, it was the only good play that Danny Green made in the whole he, game. He didn't give up. He challenged him. Go to the line. It wasn't dirty at all. He went for the ball. That was he actually it. got the ball. I mean, he, it wasn't he, even he really of that much of a foul. It's actually true. Yeah, <laughs> but but the only thing that I thought when I first saw it, I was like, I, I was like, okay, if it is a flagrant. You guys caused this. He's pissed because it was a kickball the other way. That that's what the whole transition was from. They haven't called a kickball the whole series. I, what's the definition of? A I don't ball? know. I'm mean, going to look it up right now because I'm sick of looking at it because the Raptors throw. They play, was, they it, use bounce the ball, passes. The ball went off his, the guy's knee, like it was a, the shin. And I think I, that actually might have been the play where Lowry fell. Remember, he went in between oh. and they tripped oh, him up okay, and he fell yeah. down. But either way, they, it was off either a kick or that. And I was like, you know what? They're pissed because they're not getting any calls that are obvious calls. A kickball is an obvious basketball call. A trip is an obvious call. When you're on the floor and like you don't you don't want to go to the floor, what's the reason going to the floor? You're not falling yeah. over. Fine, you're trying to draw a foul call. You don't fall over. You maybe make a head thing. So I was like, you know what? You guys caused this this anger from the players because they're just getting sick of this crap. Yes. And so for me, that was an that was an embarrassment from the NBA. No one's addressed it because we won. That's crap, man. The last thing we saw in this game Kawhi, were the refs. Were the refs? We were we were jumping up and down, and then we had to wait five minutes. Like, that was unfortunate. Twi- twice it was very unfortunate. They call they call a technical foul with 0.5 seconds left because the other guys first just call a foul on La- on Leonard and just run the clock out. So then then the ball comes back in. Then you could literally just let it go. It was an inbound play that he scores an and one on. Just say he caught it and it was 0.9 seconds off the clock. No, they they, they, they called it a foul on the floor. They didn't even give him an and one, and they had to review it. It was oh, it was terrible. I mean, and the last thing we see is refs just huddled around a monitor for five minutes. No, oh, that's uh, that stunk. Yeah, it took away from a bit. It was of a the, microcosm yeah. of the series and a microcosm of the game, and it was just like NBA, get your shit together. That was bad. Like the NFL's trying. The NFL. I mean, listen, the NFL. The, 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 it was an awful, awful Super Bowl, and it probably would, you know, 
Fine, the Rams were the Rams. I think the Rams sucked. The Saints were the best team in the NFC. They and there robbed. was a wide they open press. And you know what? The NFL is going to make changes to the rules now. It's good. Actually, it's yeah. good on the NFL. Yeah, yeah because exactly. there's a bunch of crap watching the refs decide the games. And you know what? The reason the, the year before in the NFL, the, the, the reason that the Saints lost against on that Hail Mary to, um, to uh, what's it called? Uh, Minnesota. Yes. Was because the guy was afraid of a, of a, a of fluffy a, of pass, a, interference a pass interference call. call. So he didn't want to touch the guy. Yeah. And so, you know, when the players are thinking about the refs dominating the basketball game, like, get your head out of your ass. You're, you're, not, you're not paid the money. You're not the ones we're watching. And to see that, the, the, it, the way that it ended sucked. It was actually the worst ending probably so in the history an, I, of any championship. It really was. And, you know, I don't care about then that. I <laughs> yeah, then I got over it. Then I got over it in like 15 seconds. But, <laughs> but it was just sort of a, so anyways, that's my sort of rant on that. And I thought it was a bunch of crap. Uh, okay, so special moments going through again. So third quarter. Um, I mean, now I, I don't even remember the third quarter. Well, okay, what so let's. Okay, well, I, well, I remember the fourth. Well, let's Fred just, Van Vliet, you're my hero. Let's just do this. Let's go. Um, yeah, there was just so many amazing plays, and and uh, but let's just go through the playoffs and just pick a, a couple of key moments for us, if you can remember. Uh, and there's let's let's pick a ten moments. The Orlando series we can blow through because it was it was the only thing to say about the Orlando series was that Fred Van Vliet could not get a, a shot up from anywhere on the floor. Whether was it was a layup he was or better, He was better in Orlando than he was Philly. Philly was like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, he, I mean, we looked at the Orlando series. I mean, I don't. his numbers were... They were, were he no, was no, unplayable no. in Philly. Yeah, unplayable. He was unplayable in Here's Philly. Here's what... A lot of this comes through. You saw how special of a coach Nick Nurse was. And what we did, what you find out after the fact is certain play calls he makes or things like that. But how much of impact he can make with the players to, to step up. And game one, Nick Nurse completely destroyed the, the Raptors after the game. Ripped Against them to Orlando, yeah, yeah. Ripped them to shreds, and they were never the same after that. So that's where that's where the coaches come in. That's all you need to really say about Orlando. I wonder, okay, so I'm just going to quickly pull up, because for me, you're right, Hubie Brown um, – was the only guy he, he voted for Fred Van Vliet as the Finals MVP? That's a I don't care if you get one vote. That's a special thing, a special man. Thing. When you when you know they want to give it to Leonard, and then Lowry is the second guy. Van Vliet, try and look at him. that fourth quarter in Game Six to win it. He hit four threes, and they were all crucial. In which game? I'm talking about just Golden State series. Just oh, how yeah. special he was. Uh, yeah, what about six. what about what about Game Five? In- game Five in Milwaukee was actually my most <laughs> special moment for for Van Vliet. Because that's the most critical, uh, just to get them to the get them to the final seven of nine from three. You want to wow. talk about like the Kingslayer? He's the Kingslayer. Yeah, it's not Leonard. Oh, uh, unbelievable! It's Van Van Vliet is Arya Stark or whatever her name is. <laughs> that's who he is. He's the one. He's not Jon Snow. He's the one who actually bang. kills you. Bang! <laughs> just, it was, I mean, he was the transformation though. From Kawhi Leonard was dominant in every series he played in. I mean, except for the last one, he was he was he was solid against. Uh, he had a couple big games against Golden uh, he State. Was, he was he was special against Golden State in the finals as well. But he was special if, it, against Philly. He well, was just, special no, against Philly Milwaukee. Was, Philly was just ridiculous. But when you look at Game Five that we lost, that stretch in the fourth quarter was just unbelievable. I'm I'm so impressed with how he can just he impacts the game no matter what. Everywhere at all times, he's on the floor. He's the presence there that you need. So l- let me just quickly take a look at this. Okay, so against Orlando, uh, Freddie, let's see here. Freddie was, in the first game, it was his best game. He had 14 points. Then against, then he went 2, 4, 9, and 7 against Orlando. That's Freddie. Yes. <clears throat> oh, my God. Philly is just, a, it's, I don't even know if you should repeat it. 3, 0, 1, Zero, five, one, four. What? He averaged, he averaged two points over the series. Two points per game. And at that point, you had you had everybody being like, why, why is Jeremy Lin not playing? Two points per game. In the NBA Finals, how many points per game did he average? Oh, must have been. 14 a game. 14. 14 critical points per game. 14 a game on 40% from three. Against the Golden State Warriors. And 60, sorry, he was 
40% from three and 45% from the field. He was 49% from the field against Milwaukee, averaged 10 points a game, and 61% from three. He was... He was 3.6% from three. 3.6. That can't, they may as And 12.9% from the field against Milwaukee. He was 36% from the field against Orlando and 25% from three. What a transformation. And he's the only reason we're an NBA champion. Not the only reason, but he's, he's. No, you need, he was the X factor you need. If he's two points per game or 7.2 points per game, we do not win. We simply do not win. I cannot believe. I don't think there's ever been a turnaround like that in sports. <laughs> when, when have you ever seen that? I will. So I, I showed Phil before to be this. unplayable, and then your most crucial guy. I showed Phil just before we started the podcast. I was like, "Oh man, unfortunately, the, the Raptors NBA gear is like disgustingly ugly. Like the official stuff is like it's unwearable." So I was like looking for some other stuff, and the only stuff I'm looking for. Listen, I love Kyle Lowry. I do. I love him. If he came over to my house right now, I'd probably, you know, I'd let him, you know, take half the mortgage, but, or at least half the equity on the property. That yeah, seems a little creepy. But, but, <laughs> but I love, I love Kawhi Leonard, but the only shirts I'm looking at have Van Fred Van Vliet on the back. Yes. Because he, to me, is Arya Stark. He's, <laughs> he's, he's just the killer. So. I mean, again, that's uh, that's pretty special. Okay, so let's go through. So let's go through. What were your favorite moments of the Philly series? Uh, the Philly series, they come down to Kawhi in Game Four. That's like the 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 three over Embiid, um, and then the other, and then the shot. Like, what else can you what else can you say? Those are my two favorite moments. Well, my I had one favorite moment in the Philly series. There was a couple of really cool dunks. Uh, he dunked on uh, Embiid a couple of times. He had, he had multiple. But the most special moment for me, obviously, in that series by a mile is the step back three. Um, I think it was in game five. Well, uh, the step back three in game five. Which one? Uh, it's over Embiid. No, it's game four. That's, game that's, four. Yeah, it's game four. We're down 2 1. Yeah. Like oh, critical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In, like the, in, in Philly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that's the moment. That's uh, that and the shot. That's it was it was that step back three, which was so reminiscent of the one that he hit in game five against Golden State, where we I thought we were going to pull it out and we didn't. It was so, so similar. It was it was actually a really bad possession. Yeah, there was nothing done, and Kawhi. There was no. There was it was the weirdest play. It was like he was just like so relaxed about. It. He's like okay, one dribble, pull up over Embiid. Boom, hits it, and there was just like no excitement as usual, just like no. a single fist pump, maybe. Really special moment. Uh, okay, so that was your that was your favorite. Again, there were some pretty cool dunks against Philly. Obviously, the dunk you get where he gets hurt was against uh, um, against Milwaukee, right? He was looking he was looking iffy even in the Philly series towards the end. I think it started there, is it not? Or was it Milwaukee? There was a dunk where he came down. Okay, well you keep give me your next thing. I'm gonna see if I can find this dunk. Or for Milwaukee series? It's gotta be I mean the Milwaukee series is a few. I mean um my one of my favorite is is Kawhi just taking over in the double O T in game three where it's like we can't go down three oh. And he stole the ball off of Brogdon getting the fast break to put us up five, five points, getting the steal and then the, uh, the dunk to put us up five. That was special. Um, the other ones, it would be uh, from from the Milwaukee's here. Obviously, the dunk that punched the ticket to the finals. I mean, obviously, it got close after that, but that was just that moment. It was just so amazing. And I mentioned the other ones, too, the step backs. Van Vliet also, too, like his three in Milwaukee game five when Milwaukee tied the game. And Leonard hit him in the hit him on the three point line to, to go ahead by three. That was just enormous. All of it was enormous. So those moments. Here we go. They I'm were gonna, so. I'm going to play this one. This is this is the this is the Kawhi Leonard three against Philly. Ninety one. It's like ninety one ninety with a minute nine left in Philly. Yep. Simmons pressing up on Leonard. See, so he switches. Fires a long one. Oh, Nothing oh, but net. Now, Kawhi not. Come on. Embiid came out and the man following. They had him. It had to be an elevation right there. 
You know, so Hubie Brown has covered the NBA for probably 80 years. I don't know. When's that guy never been? He's been, he's seen everything. Yeah, he's a guy to pick Fred Van when Vliet. You, when you literally, and I think it, very, it was very close. Hubie Brown, any time he was covered, like he was covering the Raptors, all he did, any time he'd be like, oh, oh, he just, yeah, he, he, it was sad he for them. loved, no, he just loves watching Kawhi Leonard play because oh, he yeah. realized how special he is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He just, he just loved it. Yeah. Like, he just loved it. That was, I mean, it's so funny because I remember, it's so weird that we, how long have we done this podcast for? It's been a while. Well, we started, I think it was January, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I mean, it must have been, it must have been one of the first games of the season, no? No, we were, so we started late. We started late. I just remember, you know what? It's because we filmed a couple that we never put up. Correct. Remember when I was at the game and I was like, yes, oh my that God. Was the, yeah, it was big. <laughs> yeah. Watching. That was like, that was like game five. Yeah. <laughs> I was like watching Kawhi Leonard. You don't you don't realize, I mean, Kyle Lowry's a great basketball player, no question about it. Pascal Siakam, special basketball player, really special. Who, is, who can continue to get better? You can see it's, it's, Kyle Lowry's as good as he's ever going to get. Yeah, That's really, really special basketball player. And um, but the superstars, you just it's a different level. You, you uh, see it. And and Demar Derozan was great, and the Raptors were great. They're the number one team in the East last year, and we've been so spoiled watching these great players. And Kawhi Leonard came in that first game, and I said, I was like, when I w- watched it live, I was like, wow, I've now seen greatness. Yeah, it's really. I've now not seen goodness. I've yeah. seen greatness. We feel we have a minute 28 of time left on the thing. We've been going for 51 minutes here. Really? 51 minutes. Okay, quickly, I want to give a shout out to the supporters of this podcast. Absolutely. I got to say, number one fan, Vince Lupo, thank you. Vince. <laughs> Every single he kills time. every comment on everything. Always Love this podcast. Amazing. Ryan Viegas, every single one commenting. Thank you. I can just say the worst fan is Eric Wilson because all he did was reach out and tell me how I blew it not putting with Bam. Else. Let's see if he makes it this far. Let's see if he's a I good guarantee fan. he will. If he doesn't, then he's I don't not know. A good fan. I'll have respect if he messages me telling Vince, me. Vince, if you're listening, I want you to say, I want you to throw down uh, what, what's the thing you can put down knowing that we listen this long? I don't know. What do you think? Kawhi forever. Kawhi forever. Throw that up as your quote, and we'll see if you if you listen this long. <laughs> listen, guys. I know you know we actually don't want to cut it off. I've only got uh, another like ten seconds here, thirty five seconds. But we're gonna do. We got AD moving over to the West. We're gonna do an. Uns- we're gonna do an. No, nice no. Our, our next one's gonna be. A, we'll, we'll probably summarize the season and then look into free agency and what that means and everything. And maybe we'll talk a little bit more about our favorite moments in the finals because we never really got there because there were some pretty cool moments. But sure. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you, guys. I really this, appreciate it. This is history. I mean, no one can ever, 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 ever take this away from us, ever. All the moments, championships. Go buy your shirts. Make copies of them. Buy shirts.